Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What is up, folks? It is your boy, Johnny Mags, back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am joined, as always, with... Dan Garcia. And some guy, I don't know. He, he I, just I, showed up at your door. He looks familiar, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, Chris, the curator hey. Johnson. We are all here together, finally. Yes, He did big time us this time. New year, new podcast it feels like now with uh chris joining us yeah it's a, a whole new uh whole new like i don't know man i don't even know how, like if i'm doing this right or what i'm supposed to do what do i do with my hands yeah what do i do with my hands i don't Ricky know Booby. <laughs> <laughs> no we got chris here uh dan here we're all uh we're and all the in... return of the curators chronicles coming later exactly we're all the uh, in studio and i say i'd say that in air quotes uh we had a lot of emails this week. Um, I think this a lot month. of, or this month. I'm sorry. See, I'm used to it. Yeah. Week. But, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> we have a lot of emails, and I think it's because it's a new year. Some things happen. I wouldn't say major, but I mean, any signing to me, I think, is big news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, whether it be a big name or somebody that just to add depth, and um, we'll get into the signings right now. But um, again, thank you guys for emailing us. This is our first show of the year of 2019, so we're excited about that. And just, what, two more shows, and then we're going to yeah, – season we'll, starts, and boom. Yeah, so, yeah, February, and then March, and then probably uh, when we're down in spring training, we'll we'll release those dates to you at the end of the podcast, so stay tuned. We'll probably do one out there. Yeah, um, we have access – we're going to have access to uh, internet and all that good stuff. And, yeah. Uh, We'll be able to set up or whatever and, and do our thing. So I'm excited for that, too, because obviously... Yeah, we'll give you the details about that yeah, afterwards. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all going to be there at the same time, which is awesome. So anyway, all right, let's get into it. Actually, first, before we get going, I just want to uh, shout out um, our sponsors of the show, www.groomgoon.com and uh, Alley Cat SoCal. And uh, we'll get uh, more... Uh, we'll get the commercials out of the way later. But um, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns for the show... Do what a bunch of people did this month and hit us up at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. So with that being said, let's get into it. There were some signings that went down uh, 
since the last time we did the podcast. I think we did the podcast in early December. It was probably like the 5th or 6th of December yeah. or something like that. And the Angels, at that point, um, really we were talking about the coaching staff and the whole new, like... Yeah, that was a part of the yeah. most recent news at the time was the coaching staff because they just finalized, um, you know, the bench coaches, the the uh, bullpen coaches. Like, they finalized everything. And so that was something we talked about on the, on the, on the podcast last time. And then they also signed uh, Listella. I guess that was the only sign yeah. at the time. We talked a little bit back then, so yeah, if you're depth. listening to us on um, on um, iTunes or Spotify, go back to last month's uh, podcast, and you can catch up that way. So. Yeah, so the first thing, I guess the domino, the first domino to fall was the Angels signed somebody who, I mean, I think the Angels, I don't, this is a not a weird signing, but I, I, it's kind of, we're kind of, I, at least me, Trying to figure out where he's going to fit in. And this is Justin Bohr. Justin Bohr, who was a member of the um, Marlins last year, then got traded to the Phillies. Uh, he's a power guy, uh, first baseman with a lot of pop. Left-handed bat. Left-handed bat. And that it, it they're in the same situation they were kind of last year with signing Bohr. A guy like Bohr hit 20 home runs, 59 RBIs total last year in 141 games. But only batted 227. Kind of reminds right. you of Luis Valbuena's numbers, right? Right, a little bit, yeah. So, you know, with Val, with Valbuena and and all that last year, they they had depth at first base, but then, you know, it worked out with Otani getting hurt. But in doing the pitching stuff, now that Otani, you know, will probably be back in late April, maybe early May. Where does Pujols fall in this situation with the signing of Bohr? Where does Shohei Otani fit? I mean, Otani well, has Otani, a DH. Only, yeah, Otani is only going to be a DH. I think this is just adding depth to that position. Right. Um, definitely coming out of camp, barring anything crazy happening. Um, you'll probably see Bohr at first and Albert DH until until you, until Otani gets back. back, and then I don't know if, if Albert can produce at anything. You'll probably see a righty lefty kind of split mm-hmm. with them. Um, I think eventually you're going to have to give a lot more of those first uh, first baseman at bats to Bohr. Yeah, um, yeah his on base is really. I mean, he has a he has an on base percentage of three forty four career, so he's always been able a guy to be able to get on base uh, two sixty career batting average. You know, kind of took a step back last year. He's only 30. So, Angel signed up for a one-year deal, $2.5 million. Um, You know, the, the good part is, too, if he does bounce back and have a good year, um, you know, because he did have a career high of 25 home runs, 83 RBIs in, in 2017. Mm-hmm. But if he does have a good year, he is under team control for the next uh, for the next year after that for in 2020 because he's still underneath the um, – Service time to okay. get free agency, so it's a one year deal that could turn into a two year kind of thing if if he produces and, and does anything for the Angels uh, at first base. So. I'll take the numbers he put up last year: twenty home runs, fifty nine RBIs. Right. Uh, however, that two twenty seven batting average. Hey, if you can give me two fifty, I'll take it. Right? right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't personally see him hitting twenty home runs unless he gets a lot of playing time. Right. You know, you give well, me ten or fifteen yeah, home runs, I'm I mean, good. It is. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but with Albert, sometimes it's not a matter if he's going to get hurt, it's but a win. Right. When that happens, you know it's going to be a natural fit for Bohr to be your first, your full time first baseman mm-hmm. with Otani being DH. Right. Um, you know he's not going to be asked to be the number one guy offensively. I mean, obviously that's going to be Trout. He's probably not going to be the number two or number three guy yeah. offensively. That's probably going to fall on Upton and, and hopefully maybe right. Calhoun. Um, and then obviously Otani's going to be in that mix when he gets back. But if he could be a solid guy, maybe the sixth seventh kind of weapon in your offense i think that's a, that's a really good upgrade than what they did last year and i think this is a, not a sexy move 
it's a needed move upgrade wise. I mean, you're, right. you're not going to win the offseason by this signing, obviously, but it is an upgrade from what they got last year at first base. And, and you know, with him not being the top five options offensively, that should make it easier for Bohr not have so much. Right. Yeah. You know, and, you know, he went from Miami that isn't in anything to Philadelphia, the, the, the midseason signing. This is what's going to push us into the playoffs. And maybe there was some extra pressure there. Maybe he was. Uh, pressing a little bit. Maybe that's what made his uh, batting average dip when he was in Philadelphia. Now he comes into the Angels, um, a team that's going to be competitive. You know, whether or not they make the playoffs, that's something we'll see later. But they're going to be in that mix for the mm-hmm. wild card spot, you know, for the majority of the season. And maybe Absolutely. maybe that gives him some kind of um, a push, uh, you know, but not a, not a, such a big one where it's like, now I feel like I have to press. You know, you're going to fall right. back on Trout. You're going to fall back on Upton. You're going to fall back on Calhoun and Otani to be those kind of offensive yeah. leaders. and. He, if he could fit in after that, um, you know, I think that's definitely an upgrade. You know who he reminds me of? And I don't know, Daniel, if you'll remember him. Chris, you'll remember this guy. He reminds me a lot of, like, uh, uh, Brad Fulmer, lefty power bat who came from, a you know, uh, Montreal and Toronto before right. that who hit 20-plus home runs with a big power bat, came to the Angels as a DH, but only really kind of platooned with somebody else. And he ended up, you know, being a solid player. So if Justin Borg can be a Brad Fulmer for the Angels, I'll take it. And you were talking about – Angels being in contention, you know, being in the wild card mm-hmm. mix. You know, we, we look at this team and, you and you know, this team isn't very different from the team from the year before last year where they were in contention. Right, yeah. And and it, every year there's that team. Last year it was the A's who no one ever expected them to be in contention. Look where, what they did last year. Right. You know, so this could easily be the Angels. Yeah, but, you know. You, you take some, and I think he's one of these guys, I think he's like a low risk, high reward kind of guy. You take a couple of those and we'll get to some other ones they did. I think that's kind of where they're going right now. And if they hit, not only do you have a team that can produce, but you're doing it at a at a rate where um, you're not breaking the bank. You're not putting yourself in financial turmoil, I guess, for years down the line. And I think that with, um, you know, with obviously with Trout coming up in the next few years, that's something that the Angels are really uh, conscious about doing is not putting themselves in a situation where they're going to be tied up right. with all these extra millions of dollars in these guys that are going to be like 33, 34, 35 yeah. when that time yeah. comes. Because look, look where we're at with Albert Pujols right now. Right. You know, I mean, we're we're talking about him taking innings from somebody who potentially can hit us 25, 30 home runs right. just because he's got a big contract and he's on our team. So yeah. let's get into the next signing, which was something that was a signing who, that I personally like because I feel like I feel like there's a high upside to this signing. Actually, the two next the next two signs we're going to talk about. But first, let's talk about the Matt, uh, Matt Harvey signing. The Angels signed Matt Harvey to a one year deal. About eleven million with incentives looks to be about twelve. Seems a little high, but I feel I think somebody emailed us, and we're going to read an email here shortly. Harvey was seven and nine last year total between uh, New York and Cincinnati. He had a four point nine four ERA, one hundred fifty five innings pitched. That's freaking perfect. I love that. Uh, in Cincinnati, he was seven and seven with a four fifty ERA. With the uh, Mets, he went zero and two with a seven ERA. That's probably what made his ERA go up. Those two, those games that he had in New York, um, between. 2012 to 2015, Matt Harvey was a guy whose ERA was under three. Right. I had the same note. Yep. So if you can get that Matt Harvey, you know, the win-loss thing, I think it's... That comes and goes. Yeah, that, that's, that's over... And you, and you saw it with you know, um, the Cy Young yeah. this, this year. Then. If you can, dude, if you can get me an under two or an under three ERA and you're like 10 and 10, I'll take it. Because that means you're competing, you're keeping your team in the game. You're 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 allowing your team. You're not giving up so many runs, so you're allowing your team to kind of put up numbers. Um, Harvey has a lot of upside. 
I like the sign. So let's get into some emails that actually pertain to this signing. The first one comes from Lou Williams. He says, what's good, guys? Hey, just a simple question. What's with all... (laughs) What's the deal with all the Angels fans jumping all over Harvey? Talking about a crappy signing. I feel like it's a good deal. It's one year with incentives, which gives him more of a purpose to succeed. I like that comment. $11 million, a bit high, but it almost feels like it's a market value for anybody. Um, and then Edward Viscaino. We'll read all the emails I have that pertain to this. Um, to Edward Viscaino said, let's see, he is um, – see uh, – he says, I like the signings of Harvey and Cahill. It gives us depth, a veteran leadership in the rotation uh, that we just did not have last season. Uh, upside on both signings. And then Duncan Healy also had an uh, email here. He says, uh, so it looks like the Angels did what Johnny said they should have done last year and added veteran guys to the pitching staff, something they didn't do last year. I like Harvey and Cahill. I like that. I like what they bring. Um, as far as the Angels going on, okay, whatever. We'll get into that. What are your what are your what is your thoughts on the on the Matt Harvey and and let's just talk about it now the Angels also signed Trevor Cahill right um, both of those pickups I think are what we said kind of with the board it's uh, low risk high reward um, I'll go with Harvey first I mean kind of like what you said if he pitched 155 innings this next year coming up he he would have been or this last year with the Angels he would have been second most innings amongst pitchers so yeah um, there's definitely some need of um, Pitchers eating up innings. Obviously, pitchers nowadays aren't asked to go seven, eight, nine innings anymore, but you still need pitchers that give you a solid five, solid six innings. And, and for the longest time, the Angels weren't getting that, and um, that put a stress on the bullpen, which later on in the year you kind of saw it um, take its effect. But, um, you know, Matt Harvey, and like the, like the emailer said, um, has something to play for now because he's going to be a free agent again after next year. Right. Um, it's a good signing. There was no one in this free agency class, I feel, that was going to be a hands-down um, ace of a staff. Right. Um, I mean, you're talking about someone – I think we talked about last last week when – because he just signed um, uh, the guy from the Diamondbacks that went to the Nationals. Uh, <laughs> I don't. But um, and so anyway, no, he was the main guy this uh, this who, off I, I this can't. off season pitching wise. But anyways, he was goes to the Nationals. He's already the third. He's probably the second or third yeah, guy yeah. on the staff. So there was no one in this year that I think would have um, been a top guy on the Angel staff. I mean, um, a lot of people like to see names, and I understand that. <laughs> but I think Harvey gives you an opportunity to. Um, Buy a lotto ticket and, and and maybe you cash it in. And I think that's the biggest thing for uh, Angels and Angel fans is that um, seeing something that could possibly happen. And I mean, they're probably bound for some kind of good luck with all the bad luck they've had with pitching the last couple of years. So, so um, that's a good signing. I like that signing. Cahill, same thing. Um, one year, $9 million plus performance bonuses. All these guys are around the 30, 31 year old mark. So they're not necessarily, you know, like a 35 year old just hanging oh, on. but. Veteran guys who can right, but veteran guys that, that can eat up innings, and um, you know, and that's exactly what the Angels need. He pit, uh, Cahill pitched 110 innings last last yeah. year, so you hopefully get some more out of him this year. But um, they need guys that are going to add depth to the to the uh, pitching rotation, and obviously, I, I I think it's a good move too because now um, they don't need to rush up like a, a Griffin Canning. They or can, Suarez. Or Suarez. They can let it kind of play out. And then, yeah, if Harvey or Cahill are really struggling and it's, you know, beginning of the summer, it's June, July, 
um, yeah, bring up a, a canny or a Suarez and, and kind of... Or or slide in a Tropiano because where right, does this yeah. leave Tropiano? Where yeah, does yeah. this leave Felix Pena? Right. I think Felix Pena is yeah. probably going to do his best work in the bullpen right, right now. I think that's going to be an upgrade in the JC bullpen. J.C. Ramirez. J.C. Ramirez, is, I think, is also going to be a guy that can be worked out of the bullpen mm-hmm. to keep his innings um, kind of level, control his innings coming back from Tommy John. I don't think... Um, with the, these moves they made, I don't think they're relying on him to be a starter this year just because they don't want to overwork him right away. Right. Cahill last year was 7-4 and four with 3.76 ERA. He's a career 80-83 guy. Um, you know, again, I think when he first kind of came up, he was an all-star. Uh, his first stint with Oakland, I believe. I'm not too sure. But he was a, he was a guy who was uh, uh, had a promising uh, future. And I think a couple of injuries kind of derailed him. But he's always been a consistent guy. 80-83, almost a 500 pitcher. Excuse me. Uh, going from that, the Angels made another move, and this one was something that I think a lot of Angel fans either loved it or hated because there was a lot of people talking about the Angels. You know, oh, they need to go get a guy like Grandal. Um, they need to get a catcher. They signed Maldonado again. Blah blah blah. Well, the Angels ended up signing Jonathan Lucroy, who last year played in 126 games. I think he played a little first as well. It wasn't always behind yeah. the plate. Um, he had four home runs, 51 RBIs. He had a 241 ERA. Or I'm sorry, batting average. The only thing, the thing here that stands out to me on his stats was not that long ago in 2016, which I feel was his best season. He had 24 home runs, 81 RBIs. He's like gap to gap hitter, has a lot of doubles when he's on. Um, I think he's a good signing as far as a guy that you can like fit in there. I mean, the Angels weren't going to go out. I don't think they were going to go out and get a grand doll or somebody like that. So it was going to be those, you know, kind of like another Rene Rivera last year. I think LaCroix kind of fits that, that yeah, bill a little bit, right? You know, like you said, um, his his well, the 2016 year, you said, um, you know, even 2000, yeah, 2016, he was an all-star. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a good year, and it doesn't seem like that far away, <laughs> but he's going to be 33 coming to this season, and for that type of position, a catcher, yeah. it's not first base. It's not, you know, left field, right field. Catching takes a toll on your body as you go more so than any other position. So I don't think he's, I don't think he's like going to be like what you would call like a bounce back candidate. I don't think he's going to all of a sudden um, do what he did in 2016. I think he's kind of where he's at right now. That's why personally um, I would rather see him as that backup catcher mm-hmm. and uh, give Bersanio an opportunity to develop. Cause Bersanio did take steps forward at the end of last year, the middle of last year. Um, and he's only 26. Yeah. So it, to me, it would be kind of unfair for this 26-year-old who showed that he can produce and he is getting better to say, okay, now take a back seat, maybe you know, waste a year of, of development, mm-hmm. not getting as many at-bats as he should because we have a 33, 34-year-old catcher now that was eh last year. Um, so, I mean, I like the signing as, far as, as long as he's not the main catcher. Now, if they want to go um, four games, three games split, then that's cool. But I, I think... Luke Roy is in no position to be like a five game to two game kind of catcher where he's where he's catching the five games out of, for, out of every seven. I think if you want to kind of split it down the middle between the two, then that's cool. If you know if he works better with like three or four pitchers and you want to do that kind of a matchup, that's cool. But I think you have to be able to work Bersanio in there somewhere just to see if he can develop and take that next step. Out of tw- like I said, as a twenty six year old catcher that um, is t- obviously he's under team control for a while now. Last year being his first year. And could possibly be if he does take the next step, a catcher for the next you know three four years for the team. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that as far as like letting Brasenio get some at bats or some playing time because if you guys remember the Angels had a guy like that in Carlos Perez who, you know they kind of had him there 
didn't really play much. Then he played a while, and then they, they never let him. Then, I feel yeah, never, never really let him fully develop no. what he could be. He showed glimpses yeah. of what he could do, and but then, he would be on the bench then for the next three or four games and never really be able to yeah. um, get like any kind of momentum. No. So, and then the next season they send him to AAA because they want him to develop again, but then he never came back up to really right. Because then you do that enough times where you yeah. send the guys up, send them down. Now next thing you know, he's out of options. So if you bring him up, you got to make sure he's going to be playing. And I think that's what happened mm-hmm. with Carlos. They they send him back down, and then he got he got claimed. Yeah, so. by Atlanta. So and then he's kind of worked his way around. But still, I think if you let Persino try to just at least develop, and I'm not saying you give him the whole year. Mm-hmm. Maybe you give him the first three, four months of the season to see if he is at least what he is last year or taking a step forward. And if not, then yeah. Yeah. Then you go ahead and, and, and give it to the veteran and see if he can light a spark under uh, the staff and, and, and offensively. We had an email regarding Luke Croy from Derek Trainer. He says, hey there, guys. Hope you guys are doing well. So what are your honest opinions on Luke Croy signing? That's, we gave him to you. He said, was Grandal asking for too much and the Angels didn't want to go there with the money? I believe so. I think the Angels are very set on... This is what we're going to spend at these at these positions, and we're not really willing to budge on it. Like uh, some of these pitchers that are that have they missed out on. Yeah, I think it's not necessarily they didn't want to go to Angel Stadium. I think it's mostly you know these other teams were giving them those extra years. Maybe the year, maybe the yearly salary was the same, but maybe these teams were giving them that extra third year, and the Angels were like, no, we're not, and they're not willing to budge on it. Which um, I think is the right way to go. You don't want to. I think a lot of people get caught up on spending money on guys and what they've done, not really realizing that you're kind of paying for what they're going to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's, you know, um, a big bat or, or, or a starting pitcher, to back up the truck and give them money yes. for it for something that they did in the past that wasn't even with your team. Now, I understand right. if it's a, a, a guy that's been on the team for the last five, six years, and you kind of want to say, "Hey, we appreciate you. Here's a lot of money, and we'll see. We'll and we'll play the future out from there." And that's fine because at least when he produced, he produced for your team, and it's kind of goes hand in hand. But a lot of these guys are, are wanting uh, these big name signings, and like for, yeah. for what reason? Um, that there's an email from Edward Viscaino. Um, he kind of touches on that, which is cool. He said, "Happy New Year's, guys. I've been patiently waiting for the new podcast. Angel fans, I've been seeing on social media." Just hating every signing. What the heck? I think the Angels' track record of signing names has Epler a bit hesitant, but in a good way. I just don't think there is a big name out there just yet that I would want the Angels to spend large money on. Um, yeah, I think he nailed it on the head, right? Yeah. I mean, I wish everybody thought like that because it makes sense. Like, you're not going to go out and get, you know, this one dude who had three good seasons and give him, you know, five years, $80 because look how many times we did that. We did that with Vernon Wells. We did that with... Josh Hamilton, right, so, uh, be 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 patient and, mm-hmm. and pick and choose the guys you actually want. Maybe there's guys next year that the Angels are looking for and say, you know right, what? Right, and, and I think I'm next next year right you you have guys like <clears throat> Bumgarner's gonna be a free agent. He's a little bit older, and we'll see how he bounces back. But you also have people like Garrett Cole that's gonna be a free agent next year. Um, went to UCLA. Maybe the Angels are kind of saving for that. I think next year's class is actually better than this year's class. Absolutely. Without getting yep. super deep into the names and stuff like that, but. Um, you know, it doesn't make any sense to be spending money on these guys. Who are going to be thirty, you know, thirty six by the time the contract ends. Um, the most valuable thing now with teams is in house um, players because they're they're affordable, they're homegrown, so you don't you don't waste, you know, a, a draft pick by signing them and sending a draft pick somewhere else. You're not you know backing up a ton of money on them. Um, that's and I think that's what Major League Baseball is going to as a whole because you see it. There's not the same free agent type of signings isn't happening like it was 
four or five, six years ago. It's just, they're just, it's not like Pujols was probably that last huge contract for a veteran player. You don't see that anymore because not only the angels been, <laughs> they burned, had to but, be us and give it to them. Man. But like I said, it's not, it hasn't, it's not just the angels has been yeah. burned by this. There's been plenty of other teams that have been burned by it. And, and now GMs are, are taking note of it. And it's like, why, like I said, pay someone for what they've done when going forward, you're not necessarily guaranteed what they're going to do. Right. Right. Uh, you know, uh, you mentioned a few people. <clears throat> I'm sorry. You haven't mentioned anybody. You were mentioning now the angels missed out on a few guys. Um, Big names to me, I guess, that people were like wanting the Angels to really get was a guy like Kluber, um, who's still available. But right, he's it, I, but I know, he's, honestly, it's not going to happen. Yeah, know? he's asking for a lot of money. Keuchel, Keuchel, um, oh. Keuchel again is a guy that's probably uh, money wise out of out of what the Angels want to spend, and mostly because too, you got to remember, Keuchel was like the three in Houston. Like, yeah, maybe he might be a one, maybe he might be a two, in 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 Anaheim, but realistically he's not one of those guys that is a um for the money you're gonna pay him you're not he's not that kind of a pitcher he's not a front line gonna dominate every single time well, yeah, yeah not i'm not gonna i don't i wouldn't want the angels to give him five years 90 million right like, I don't want exactly that yeah so um and then i kind of look at it like this like you have skags you have haney the next five years of them or the next five years of keiko mm-hmm. right you know what I mean? So, um, and you know what though, if you ask that question, a lot of Angel fans will take the Keiko because they I, like and you know, yeah, not me because it's the name and it's something they recognize. And he won a Cy Young maybe a handful of years ago, but did he? I don't think he did. Yeah, he won a Cy Young. Did he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he won oh. a Cy Young. I believe it was. I looked it up. I think it was like three years ago. Um, with Houston before they got uh, Garrett Cole and and obviously before they got Verlander. Um, he was their ace pitcher, yeah. Cy Young Award winner in 2015 with 20 wins. Wow. Um, but, you know. And but then he had a 2016, was it very Yeah, good? so, I mean, pitching is hard to judge. Um, you know, his Cy Young year was when he was 27. <clears throat> now he's going to be 31, 32 years old. And, and, and do you want to pay him five, $5 million or six, or not $5 million, but five years and, and yeah. a big heavy price for that? <clears throat> um, you know, I just don't think that's necessarily a huge. Um, a wise decision with what the angels could do. Cause I just don't feel that the need isn't that bad mm-hmm. where they need to overspend on a guy. And another guy that everyone was talking about, like Eovaldi who ended up angels and didn't end up getting. Mm-hmm. And there was a crazy, crazy uh, graphic stat line. that uh these numbers were absolutely identical to Cahill's last year. Yeah. Ab- like, but it just depends on, on who, it, you know, it's like, yeah, who who are you and what have you done kind of stuff. And, right. and some people, people saw get caught him in October yeah. and, right. and that. Which is great, but and kind of what we talked about afterwards, you kind of are now wondering what is going to – how is that going to take out of him um, going his next couple of years? He's not going to be able to rebound uh, probably the same way as if he didn't put all those extra innings on his on his arm in the, in the postseason. It's just right. um, there's going to be some kind of wear and tear, and then if you sign up for like a four- or five-year deal, now you're stuck with it. Another guy was like a David Robinson, a guy out mm-hmm. of a bullpen. A lot of Angel fans were upset that they didn't sign him. Yeah, um, yeah, and then like I started talking to some uh, a fan site or fan page on Instagram about it, and and again, they, their whole thing was, "Oh, well, look what he's done! Look what he's done!" I'm like, "Great!" That I, I'm not saying what he did wasn't worthy of you mm-hmm. know all the praise that he got you know mm-hmm. leading up to the point, but. If you're gonna, because uh, there was an article that came out that the Angels were, were comfortable with some of their younger guys, like a Ty Buttry, right? And he's saying, how are you gonna, how are you gonna rely on Ty Buttry? I'm like, well, at some point you have to. At some point you have to, you have and to. then you gotta let these guys. And develop. it's about value. So, right. 
let's just say the difference between their numbers <clears throat> money wise is nine million dollars over a year because you know mm-hmm. Butchery's like the league minimum. Yeah. He was a rookie last year, so he's hey. not making. It, so yeah. is his numbers going to be so? Different between Robinson and Buttry, that's going to be nine million dollars worth of difference. And and to me, and it, it goes in line with what you're saying is, you know, you're going to invest four or five years of Robertson at that money. So what does that do for a guy like Buttry? Yeah. Uh, you have a guy like uh, Keenan Middleton who's going to be the closer, right? He's you don't closer. you don't need a closer. You so, need your you need yeah. your current closer yeah. to get healthy. That's what so they need. So why would you go out and sign a guy for four years right. to do the spot that you already have a guy who you're 100 percent comfortable? You just need him to get healthy, right? And then you got a guy like Butchery. You got a, you got guys in there who are valuable enough. You're at least you feel are valuable enough that look. Why am I going to overspend for a guy right now when I got these two guys right here? Right. You know, ready, waiting, ready, and ready and waiting in the wings. It's just you know you. Again, can't can't just go say I want to get him because he's he's done this job and he's proven. Well, the Angels have some guys that can do it, and like I, I mentioned before, at some point Frankie Rodriguez had to get thrown out there. Right. At some point, Troy Percival had to get thrown out there. At some point, you know, and when, Greg Kimbrell Kim, Kimbrell had to get thrown out. At some and, point, you got to let these young so, guys develop. And, and, and David Robinson's thirty, going to be thirty four this there season. I mean, he's making ten million. He's going to make ten million dollars. So you telling me when, when David Robinson or not David Robinson when uh, yeah Robertson uh, is thirty six years old at the end of the contract making twelve million dollars, his numbers aren't going to be somewhat close to Butchery, who's going to be making what like three million at the time. Gee, yeah, I mean, you, I mean it's, it's going to be like an eight million dollar difference. Yeah. His numbers going to be so astronomically better. Yeah. Than 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 Butchery or Justin Anderson or you feel in the young yeah 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 reliever the Angels have on roster right now is he going to be that much better? I don't think so, and I think that's what a lot of these. GMs are looking are waiting. Like there's tons of relief pitchers out there, and guess what? A lot of them aren't going to get signed until probably February. Also, too, when you and, and something we can't look past is not just the fact that you know he's going to get paid this much more than this guy or that guy, but you got to look at how much money he's going to get paid in two years when the Angels have to try and re-sign Mike Trout. Right? Are you yeah. going to lock up ten million dollars on David Robertson? He's going to be thirty-seven, thirty-six by the time. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's ten million you could be using to kind of lower Mike Trout back. Right, you just never know, and so it, it, and, and that's and that's why what baseball is turning to. You got to find these relievers or these pit, these pitchers, especially pitchers that are going to hit their stride right when they start kind of in that middle of that arbitration years. So you don't have to pay them necessarily top dollar, but you also have you have control over them. And then once they hit free agency, maybe they're maybe and it's shitty, but maybe they're used up and you can let them go. But that's kind of where these teams are headed now, where. We're going to get our young talent out there so we have control over them, and, and we'll put them out there and see what happens. If not, okay, roll out the next guy. Yeah. All right. Um, anybody else that what stood out to you that we um, missed out on? Missed out on? Yeah, I mean, you have the normal, uh, like, relievers. Everyone, the big relievers. So you got, like, a Zach Britton that signed with um, – that signed, I think, not too long ago with New York. Three, uh, three, million, or three years for $39 oh, yeah. million. I guess the Angels were pretty involved in that. Joe right? Kelly is now um, Dodger. Dodger. That's three years for $25 million, 31 years old. And then starter-wise, you, uh, people wanted like A.J. Happ, but he signed for two years and 34. Talk about older four, guy, old yeah. guy. 30, two years for $34 million. Now he's in New York. Um, but a couple, I guess, re-signees, I guess, so to add more depth to the pitching rotation for the Angels. Angels uh, claim back Parker Bidwell mm-hmm. from the Yankees after him being a Yankee for, I think, two months or yeah, something, something crazy like that. like that. And they re-signed Alex Meyer to a minor league deal. So, right. again, if you know the shit hits the fan, you have these young arms that can come up and at least do something. Depth. It's yeah, depth, depth moves. I think, depth, I think this is more of a depth year than a um, – Yeah. 
all star. This is something that they didn't do last year. They didn't go out and they didn't get right. like a Harvey and Cahill. They just they weren't even because you know last year it was a, a large list of guys who were who were like that too that they didn't go out and sign. Right. They signed these guys last this year. And then they re-added Bridwell and Meyer for the depth. You just right. never know what's going to happen. So Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, <clears throat> you're always going to have the depth there, and I think that's the biggest need for the Angels or has been for the Angels uh, for a while now is, is the, the, the depth. So when someone comes gets injured, you have someone that can come up and produce right away. You're not, not relying on a reliever um, you know, a couple games out of the week. Cool, right on. So that wraps up the whole – Kind of the news of the month of December into today. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the signings. Those are the moves at the Angels. If we missed anything, we're sorry. Um, you know, we try to be as thorough as we can. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to go to commercial when we come one, back from the break. Oh, what? One thing before the break um, I want to talk to you about, and, and, you know, probably because you're a little more familiar about it than, than Chris or I, but um, sad news with the Angels organization. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was kind of a freak act, not accent, but it was kind of just weird how we got done talking on the podcast, recording a podcast that day. that that night, that and night. then maybe two, two hours, hours yeah. two and a half hours later, you know, you get mm-hmm. the you get the alerts and everything like that about um, the passing of Luis Valbuena and and me and Chris knowing your relationship mm-hmm. and how that was, um, you know, for the for the people that have just started listening or maybe don't know, um, can you talk a little bit about? Your relationship with Luis, how it came yeah. to be, and, and, and your thoughts on it. Luis was a, a great guy who, I mean, you guys I mean, you guys didn't have to know him personally to know that he was a great guy. I right. mean, his personality like, totally radiated through the screen and stuff and the TV screen, and you watched him play. I felt like him being at the ballpark made him like a little kid. He was totally a little kid. Like, mm-hmm. every time you talked to him, when he was on the, even when he wasn't on the ball field, I think him playing baseball was what he wanted to do, got him out of – the country that he lived in and all that, the poverty and all that stuff. And he was very grateful for that. He was a man of God too, as well. Um, my relationship with Luis, it started back in like 2005. He was a prospect for the Mariners, uh, playing in Inland Empire for the 66ers. That was a Mariners organization at the time. My brother worked like he was assistant to media relations. So my brother's job was to kind of gather up the players after games and get them like interviews for the radio, all that, all that stuff. So, uh, my brother, uh, speak me, my brother both speak Spanish. So, you know, we were able to talk to these 18, 19-year-old guys from Venezuela, Dominican, who don't know much English. So we talked to these guys, and they they kind of just came towards us because, hey, these guys know Spanish. We could talk to them, and we'd do favors for them. Like, hey, man, can you, you know, can you um, can you get me, like, these CDs? or can CDs? What are those? Yeah, That's yeah. how long ago you know it was. Yeah. Can you burn me these CDs, or can you? Is there, any, is there any way you could take me to the store? Because they don't know where the store is, you know. Um, they're li- they're living, you know, in an apartment, or they're living with um, what do you call the people that like sponsors almost? Yeah, like yeah. what do they call those people? Like those the booster club, booster, yeah. like uh, adopted family. Mm-hmm. They're living with adopted families and stuff. So um, I got to know them through there. We became really good friends through there. Just kind of kept in contact. And the weird thing is, uh, my fiance's dad is uh, best friends with Carlos Guillen. Carlos Guillen, being Venezuelan, has a actual you know just coach like has like a clinic out there in venezuela obviously valbuena astrobo cabrera guys like that are from venezuelan um know carlos guillen so through that my future father-in-law got to know luis valbuena as well crazy small world um small world it's just a minor it's just a major league baseball yeah it's a small world and uh small world she mm. uh I, I meet my fiance we get to talk i get to talk with her dad 
We start talking about all these players. He's driving Luis's car. <laughs> I know Luis Valbuena. We start talking. It's crazy how just that ended up happening. And uh, it's just a small world how that worked out. But uh, Luis is a very good friend of um, uh, my fiance's dad as well. Um, he, my fiance's dad, my future father-in-law would um, make sure that Luis was set up for spring training because my, my, he lives in Arizona and, and Buckeye. And he would find uh, Luis's rental space for the spring training. He would do all that stuff. He'd store his car in his garage and all that stuff. And uh, so we all had that connection with Luis. He was a great, great person. Great to me. Great to my kids. Great to Jessica, my fiance. Great to father-in-law. And uh, always, whenever we needed tickets to the game, or he was a phone call away. Whenever we needed anything from, he was just there. So even even when the the, the clubhouse kid had a run to get him on the field, yeah. like that. Hey, this guy is saying that he knows you. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I forgot. Okay, yeah, he's it, good. It happened quite often where it was like. Uh, Luis uh, didn't get us a t- hey uh, yeah we're here for we got tickets from Luis Valbuena yeah no one's written down crap can you call him or you can yeah they'd run down a kid come back yeah they know him put him on the list yeah, he's good yeah. so um, but no other than that I mean Luis left behind a, a couple of kids a wife and a um, bunch of friends man and it was just a tragic way for it to end because um, a guy who loved baseball so much and the bat flips when he's going to be remembered yeah. for and yeah. uh, he played I think the- this his overall kind of kid-like enthusiasm yeah. when he played the game is something that regardless if he thought he the angels held on to him too long or not long enough or whatever um that always kind of shone through in his person not only on the field but in the dugout you got the um the the mike mike trout juice was originally uh, i think something louis, like louis, juice. Yeah, louis, louis juice. juice and then that took on <clears throat> its whole mike secret stuff yeah so that I mean, it kind of seems like whenever the angels clubhouse started doing something you can trace it back to louis doing it first right everyone's been like oh okay he's having a good time let's go with it kind yeah of deal. so one thing that a lot of people might not know and um that i do know is that louis is um when louis was growing up he i'm not lying to you guys i swear to god i put this on everything Luis, Luis, at least from what he told us, was that he always wanted to be an angel. That was the team he wanted to play for. And the reason was, yeah, and the reason was because uh, the team, the, the, his favorite team in Venezuela, um, the colors were the same, were kind of similar. And he always wanted to be on a major league team. And the first team he saw that had similar colors was the Angels. And he saw the team uh, on baseball cards. And he just, he's a, a man of God. And he's right. all, oh, are they angels? Yeah. Perfect. I don't, he always <laughs> wanted to be an angel. So at least, you know, I mean. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, but um, yeah, man, it's it's just a, a terrible two weeks there for us, for me and and, and my fiance. That night, we we barely slept, and uh, it's just you know it's sad, but you know you got to move along, and um, this is not gonna be the same without him. I know this spring training is gonna be totally different, but it's cool. Um, you know we we were so used to being VIP for the last two years. Now it's kind of like oh well, back okay, with us see. normal folks. But it's all good. But um, I'd rather have him here than, you know, oh, anything else. But whatever, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And hopefully he's up there. And uh, I'm sure he is. And he's uh, going to cheer on the Angels in 2019, I'm sure. All right. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing. And um, we'll be back after the commercials. Hey, hey what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. 
Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is up? We are back. Thank you to our sponsors once again. They're, you know, with their do- donations that gave us, that gives us the, uh, equipment. The, the equipment and the, um, I guess you would call it our, our podcast home. Yeah, our, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, and our, yeah, our network, our, our uh, RSS feed that allows us to be on Spotify, on Apple iTunes, and on Google Play. Um, anyway. Anyway. Anyway, moving on, uh, a segment on the show that we always have is uh, the poll question. Daniel, take it, take it away, man. Yes, for new listeners or people just here um, that maybe haven't heard before, every week, or will be every week once we start you know, the actual weekly format, but normally before podcast, we will post a um, poll question and uh, just go over the topic when uh, the podcast airs and can be about angel baseball can be outside angel baseball. But um, this week, uh, this poll question for this week has to do of course with Mike Trout and the news about him, everyone trying to get um, the angels in some kind of, um, way to, to, to re-sign him and make him want to come back. So the poll question was, um, what's more important for to ensure that Mike Trout re-signs here with the Angels? Is it success now or success past, you know, 2020 when he becomes a free agent? <laughs> so um, the obviously my result or my, I guess not my result, my vote was success past 2020 because um, it's great to re-sign and, and put out a winner now, but if, all, if you're winning now and, and all your main players are like 35, when he becomes a free agency, when he becomes a free agent, he'll see that and be kind of, you know, out. Great minds think alike. Because I, I answered the same way because I feel like winning now, sure, it's important. But if, you know, you're looking to sign with a team for, which could probably be your last deal for major money, you want to make sure that this team is able set to up. compete and set up for years later. You don't, that's okay. Maybe you do know what the Philadelphia Phillies are going to do, but you're not in the organization to fill it out. So you're, you know, if the angels maybe make these moves here and there set you up for 2020 and you say, man, I could see this team really being successful moving forward. Um, It gives him gives him way more, you know, uh, confidence to sign with the team. Be stay with the team that he's been here with his whole career. Right. And it give him that extra little umph to say, yeah, I want to say, stay here. I want to stay here and play with Joe Adele. I want to stay here and play with Jemai Jones. Yeah. And I I think, and and the majority of the people agreed with us, uh, 67% of the people said success past 2020 will be the biggest factor, um, compared to success, success now. Um, yeah, like you said, um, what it's going to be super attractive. I think to trout that, Hey, I get to play center field and this kid over here, Joe is going to be able to play, you know, right field with me or left field with me. And, have a great kind of dynamic duel in the outfield, and then Brandon Marsh could be there, you know, 
Um, then you look at some of these pitching prospects that are coming Griffin up. Griffin Canning. Griffin Canning. Suarez. You know, uh, Haney and Skaggs are still fairly young. They'll still be in the mix then. Um, you know, and, and you're going to have like a Jordan Adams type maybe um, fill in for after, um, you know, Simmons. So now you have another dynamic kind of player there or, or, or um, Kevin Martin can be playing third base or whatever. You know, there's a lot of depth in that angel farm system that hasn't been there in a long while. And a lot of these guys are kind of their target date will be, you know, 20, you know, late 2019. Yeah. Late 2020. Yeah. Late 2019 or 2019, early 2020, or even like 2021 where these guys are going to be making their major league debut and, and hopefully with the angels organization. But when trout sees these, you know, three out of the top, you know, 15 prospects are going to be on the field around the time he's up for free agency. Um, I don't see how that's not a attractive um, uh, aspect to to Trout resigning because winning's not guaranteed. You can sign the best players in the world, doesn't mean they're going to win. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're in agreement there. So from one segment of a sh- our show that's a fixture to another segment of our show who hasn't been much of a fixture, but I'm going to read a few a few things here. All right, Lou Williams or no Lamar Washington. Where the hell is Curator Chronicles? Uh, Duncan Healy. Where's Chris? Is he okay? Should we put an all-points bulletin? Will I be seeing his picture on the back of a milk carton? Let's see. Uh, there's another one. Uh, Daniel Ortega. Hey, so the real question in 2019, where's Chris the Curator? So without further ado, folks, it is about that time on the All Angels Podcast for your favorite segment of the show, The Curator's Chronicles. This is another edition of the Curator's Chronicles. Yes, I am alive. I'm healthy. I came out of hibernation. I was up in Big Bear. No, I just joking. Uh, I appreciate all the love out there. Duncan Healy, all the way from Dead Horse, uh, putting out a bulletin. Of course, only bulletins in Dead Horse. Um, I, yeah, I appreciate all the love. Uh, I was taking a class on Thursday nights. I've uh, been working hard, actually, on a vintage baseball league that John's That's actually right, baby. on. So uh, we're playing vintage baseball, 1886 Spalding rules. So I've been kind of consumed with that, but it's good to be back. Um, it feels awesome, um, and looking forward to the 2019 season. So with this edition of the Curators Chronicles in the year 2000, good year for me is the year I graduated high school. So that kind of dates me a little bit, but it was the year of the new millennium. And if you guys all remember remember that with the Y2K bug. So uh, not a lot going on in January uh, when it comes to Angels history. But again, reading from a book um, that was the trusted guide by the Angels Journal by John Snyder. Uh, this week in January of 2000, January 11th, 10 days after the dawn of the new millennium and the end of worries about the Y2K problem. If you guys remember that, we thought all those computers weren't going to recognize the date and there's going to be a mass catastrophe catastrophe and and hysteria oh yeah the angels avoid hysteria i just threw that in there and sign scott spezio most recently with the athletics as a free agent i like how the description says the dawn of the new millennium have you guys john remembers that the angels 
or there's a 2002 kind of a documentary called The Red Dawn Rises. Yes. And so if you think about it, though, without Spezio, yeah. do the Angels win the 2002 World Series? No, they don't. They don't, right? No. I guess you can make a case for every player. Everybody had a role. Right. But if you remember but, game six, yeah. he hits a three-run home run. Angels are down, I believe it's 5-0, 5 five nothing. They come back to six runs, seventh inning um, and beyond. And to take a force of game seven, in which, you know, the rest is history. Uh, fun fact, uh, a lot of you guys that are around the stadium, if you go out into right field, um, just kind of old by the old bullpen where it's just kind of an alleyway out there, there is a red seat, and that's where Spezio's home run ball actually hit. So they replaced it with the red seat. Just like at Fenway Park, um, there's a red seat that marks Ted Williams. I forgot how far that home run was. But it was the furthest home run hit at the ballpark. So that's kind of a cool thing that the Angels did do. Um, Spezio's career, he went on to win another World Series, I believe, with the Cardinals. Yep, with uh, David Eckstein. 06, so two former Angels uh, kind of going along, um, winning another World Series. His career kind of you know dwindled after that. Had some substance abuse issues. Uh, there's a whole lot of crazy stuff that I read on Wikipedia before we came. We don't was, have to get on. He was also that. in a band called Sandfrog. Sandfrog. I was trying to remember the band's name, but it's kind of like heavy metal-esque, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, he went on to play some semi-pro ball. Um, kind of had. I looked at some numbers. They were pretty bad. Yeah, I, I felt like we too. could put up those numbers on for our vintage baseball smudge team. Pots. Smudge Pots. Smudge uh, Pots. Shameless plug. At Riverside Smudge Pots on Instagram. Follow the journey. Um, working on my mustache. That's I've also been doing that. That so since we last met, I've been working on that mustache, the curl. Um, another fun fact about uh, Scott Spezio is he's from Joliet, Illinois. And John, here's a question for you: Who else famous persons from Joliet, Illinois? Sounds super familiar, and I know I know this because as soon as you said Joliet, something clicked in my head. I can't think about it right now. You give up? I do. Rudy Rudiger. Rudy, oh, of yeah, Notre, Notre Dame football Dame. fan, okay. and then everyone, even if you're a baseball fan, Juliet. sports fan, Rudy was a good movie. But yeah, he grew up in Joliet, the same town as Rudy Rudiger. I don't know if they cross circles or anything like that, but uh, maybe who knows? Yeah, Ask that'd be something. For I saw that. I'm like, wow, Joliet. Yeah, that'd be something so. for the Dole Leprechauns. I bet you Jason would have answered that quickly. Yeah, yeah. he would have got that. So that's all. That wraps up another edition of the Curator's Chronicles. Glad to be back in the new year. And I, uh, my resolution is to be here more often and not big time, y'all. But uh, thanks for having me back and caring about me and my well-being. And, and, the pot, and the emailers, too. They cared about you. Yeah, I, I appreciate them. that. There you go. That was another edition of the Curator's Chronicles. So now that, that Chris has uh, been introduced, we could we could ask him some of the questions now that we have here. You know, we, there's some emails here that uh, we haven't read quite yet, or we only read half because they didn't pertain to what we were talking about. Um, so let's let's start off with Lamar uh, Washington. I didn't um, read his email, so we'll read it now. <clears throat> he said, um, said, "Getting there, fellas. It's right around the corner. Spring training." The rotation, the rotation isn't world beaters, but solid. I feel like this is a better season. This is that I feel like it's better than last season. It's a matter of staying healthy. You guys think the Angels are done, or do you all think we can pick someone up right around February or March? What are your thoughts on that, Daniel? I I don't think the Angels are necessarily done signing people. 
um, special relief or help. I, like I said earlier, I think they're just kind of waiting for the market to go down and add depth. I don't, I, I don't see them making like a huge splash, <clears throat> but I do think that they'll sign someone. Um, I'm kind of interested to see where. Um, oh, I'll wait for this for another one. Uh, I know an email you're going to bring yeah. up later, but um, yeah, I think they're going to sign someone else bullpen wise. Get help there. Um, but you're right. The, the the starting rotation isn't necessarily world beaters, but I think there's a lot of potential there. When potential can be a dangerous word, wow. um, we've been living on potential for yeah. about four so years. So that's what I'm that saying. It, it could be yeah. it could be a, it could be a kind of a dangerous situation yeah. when it comes to that. But um, when you have people like um, Skaggs, Haney, um, you know Jaime Beret, we can't forget him. He had a great rookie year. So um, you know the big names, I guess, or not the big names, but the names that Angels have and they're starting. I wouldn't say rotation, but in the names they can pull out and make a rotation out of would be Skaggs, Haney, Cahill, Berea, Pena, Tropiano, Bridwell, Peters, Canning, and Suarez. So, um, and then JC in the you know June, July ish kind of. But I I, I, I like that. I, and I you left out Harvey. Harvey, yeah. Sorry, I went too fast. Yeah. But you know, I think between <laughs> those names, you can you can have a, a I wouldn't say like a top three uh, rotation, but I think you can get have a top ten, you know, seven eight. Um, rotation in there um, if everyone can stay healthy. I think well, that's the biggest that, thing. That, Lamar said it. It said it's a matter of staying healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, like I just mentioned, we've been living on the potential of Garrett Richards for the last four years. Right. Hoping that potential uh, of Heaney and Skaggs. Yeah. I think now, again, with the acquisition of Harvey and Cahill, it's going to take a little pressure off these guys to eat up innings and, and be those inning eater kind of guys. Right, I think so too, yeah. So um, I, I like the signings, man. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, next email, we read half of it from uh, uh, Edward Vizcaino. Um, he said, oh, no, I think I read this whole thing. Did I read this one? Yeah, I read this whole one. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Duncan Healy. Duncan... Uh, let's see. He said, okay. Yeah. He said, um, he says, I like the Harvey Cahill, uh, what they could bring as far as the angels going, going out or see, sorry. Okay. As far as the angels going out and getting Keiko, I just don't want them to overspend on them. Angels fans really want them to just get anybody with the name. And that's what you've been saying. Uh, still kind of curious to see if the angels, uh, yet see, kind of curious. It's kind of worded wrong here, but I'm trying here. I'm uh, kind of curious to see if the Angels go and get an Asdrubal Cabrera or Josh Harrison type guy for second or third, or will they go for with a Fletcher, Fletcher or Rinfingo? Because I'm with Johnny, I'm not sold on Fletcher being an every type day player, utility guy. Yes. Yeah, I think I th- there's another email that's, that's just like, like this. Yeah, so go ahead and pull that one okay. up real quick. I'll I'll I'll, I'll kind of delay, but yeah, um, I still think there's gonna be some kind of movement there, there and I think. Cozart's going to be a big part of what's going to happen with those two positions. Right. So go ahead. And- uh, this one comes from Lauren, Lauren uh, Cod. Hey, guys. So I had mentioned before all the guys here at work in the shop listen to the podcast, including my husband. We own a auto body and welding shop. Anyhow. You they- want a sponsor? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Anyhow. And we have a vintage baseball team. We want to sponsor that, too. Um, <laughs> right. I, exactly. We were all in the bus when, when it happened, too. Um, anyhow. Uh, they pretty much all have the same question. Why are the Angels fans so high on David Fletcher and Taylor Ward? I personally like Fletcher, but all the guys here agree with you guys. It's some, is it something that I get and you guys here or, and the guys at work aren't getting? Just kidding. Keep up the great work and can't wait for spring training. So yeah. I, I think Fletcher's biggest um, value for the Angels organization is going to be that utility guy where you can put him out there 
you know, three, you can put him in three, three games back to back to back in three different positions. I think that's will be his biggest value is the, the diversity of positions he can play. <clears throat> um, a name that I, I haven't heard at all, regardless whether it's the Angels or, or any other team, but it's Moustakis. Moustakis, yeah. Moustakis is still out there. He's had a one-year deal um, last year with the Kansas City and then got traded to Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee for the, for the um, playoff push. But he's a name that I have not heard as far as – Look, one-year, yeah. one two-year deal, I'll take. Yeah. Anything – there's another email real quick that I did have. He, uh, this comes from Jason Deloach uh, at Angels Baseball Memes. Thanks for uh, the podcast, adding this podcast to Spotify. So, yeah, we did that. Um, my question is this. Do you believe Cozart is a bust set, set to have a huge rebound here, or is it just too uh, soon to tell? It's hard to believe we've put this, we put this many guys at third and not one has held out since Gloss. Sean Figgins did pretty good. Yeah, but, he's a, but <laughs> I think when you think Sean Figgins, you necessarily don't think position-specific. I think because he played kind of he, he played kind of all over. I mean, he played everywhere, but yeah, for but, two years he was our starting third baseman. Right, that's what I'm saying. Though. He he wasn't there like oh um, he was there for six years. That he was a cornerstone of at third base. He was a guy. But you're right though. He did have a good years, but um, yeah, they haven't had a solid third baseman that will contribute year in year out. I'm talking you know over like a three four year period. Um, kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, Mustakis, uh, free agent. Uh, you know, 28 home runs, 95 RBIs. So I don't know. He only got a one-year deal last year. He's from the L.A. area. Would he want to come to LA, to Anaheim for maybe now a two-year deal? Um, I wouldn't mind a two-year deal for someone like a Moustakis. He's 30 years old, going to be um, 31 at the end of this season in September. So uh, that would help, you know, age-wise. You know, he's not super up there. But, again, it's going to come down to years. But that's a name I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see where that's going to go. If they don't go that right, that route, um, Cozart's going to be a big part of it. And where he might feel more comfortable playing, I can see him playing second and having Ward play third. Or if um, Rafuko comes up and he likes to roll down fire at second, then all right, cool, put him, put Cozart at third and, and – and Ward can maybe be the backup or put him down in AAA and let him get a little more at-bats. Um, um, the Fez on Instagram said, what about Marwin Gonzalez? I feel like he's going to ask for a lot of money. He is going to ask for a lot of money. And I just don't want the Angels to yeah. wrap up that much money in somebody I think, like that. I think he's going to ask for a lot of money. And, he, and he's kind of a weird situation, too, because the same kind of same thing we're having with Figgins, he plays a lot of position and he can play a lot of positions. He's kind of a uh, jack-of-all-trade but master of none. He can play a lot of positions really good, but can he play one position, third base, great for what he's going to be asking for? Yeah. His value is going to be more at a, at a team that can put him at different positions. But you can't put him at first because you already kind of have a log jam um, at first base. Yeah, we do. You really can't put him in the outfield, the corner yeah. outfield spot, because you have an Upton and Calhoun. Now, mm-hmm. you know, if Calhoun gets traded or something happens to one of those guys, then yeah. But when you signed a Marlon Gonzalez, you're not trying to think about that kind of a future. So, um I don't see him with the Angels just because I don't know where he would play with the with the Angels. I mean, he's, yeah. he could play second base, but is he going to be that no, good at second I, base no. for that contract that he's going to be asking for? Yeah. Then again, we're gonna, we're going back to you're going to sign this guy for four or five years. What's that going to do to a guy like Rafingo who's lighting the world on fire? Them, who's you know, Angels are high on. Right, and he's, he's super young, and, yeah. and as soon as he calls up, you have six years yeah. of him guaranteed. Yeah. Um, Man, we're getting tons of uh, comments on the Instagram right now. Um, a lot of Harper stuff. Uh, oh, please no. No Harper stuff, guys? No, no I just, you want no, yeah. we, don't, we don't want them. <laughs> but uh, one question, I believe it was uh, the Fez as well. 
Um, I actually know that guy. Uh, he said, why wouldn't the Angels be in on Bryce Harper unless they think Trout was going to stay? So basically, um, why aren't we even trying to seek kind of the future of the team unless we're pretty confident that Trout's going to stay? Um, any any thoughts on that? Too much money. Too much money, not enough. Well, too much money for a guy who I believe isn't worth that much money. Yeah, I mean, you I look just... at his numbers. He's not a $300 million a year contract guy. I guess the question is, is do you think that the Angels kind of feel that Trout's going to stay if they're not even trying to test yeah, no, yeah, I, I a little have, bit. I think you have to bit. have that. I think what the moves they're doing now, too, is, going, is also um, – has that mindset that Trout is going to? You have to position yourself. We to, don't need Keiko. Yeah, you, yeah. To uh, position yourself to re-sign Trout because again, yeah, you want to be competitive now, and for the most part, the Angels have been competitive with tons and tons of injuries. They've been competitive. Um, now, if you get a year or two years of you know mostly healthy pitching and mostly healthy um, position players, they can make a serious run into a wild card spot or. You know, even if the Astros maybe take a step back, I mean, these these Astro players are playing a lot of extra <coughs> games in the playoffs the last two years, and sooner or later, that's going to take a toll on these older arms, these uh, like Verlander types yeah. that you know are doing great, but at a certain point, it's going to hit a wall, and you're just kind of hoping that the Angels are there to pick up um, that slack when that happens. Um, and we said it earlier um, in the podcast, the young talent coming up for the Angels is something the Angels haven't had in years, and to kind of block these guys from progressing. And showing Trout, like, hey, yeah, we could, you know, put an okay team out there. And, you know, maybe some things break our way in 2019. We'll be competitive. Or you can put a team out there saying, hey, That's these guys exactly. are young. These guys are developing. These guys aren't even close to what their potential is. All these <clears throat> signings they these people want are guys who have peaked. Right. And are probably right. on the exactly. back end of their career. Or do That's... you want to go to Trout and say, hey, this guy, Joe Adele, he's not peaked yet. Yeah, he hit 20 home runs last year, but guess what? Yeah, he's 19, he, 19 years old. Right, he, he hasn't peaked. Yeah. You see this guy over here? You see it's Griffin Canning? He hasn't peaked yet. That's, Maybe. Ki- that's why we're not getting Keiko, Jason. Yeah. So, uh, um, Ki- okay, so Jason, Jason Hendricks from Those Never Gonna Podcast, he said, we need to get Keiko. And then I said, no, not Keiko. And he said, if not Keiko, then what are the starter? Our rotation is not built to compete for a playoff spot. We talked about why not get Keiko because Keiko – is on the back end. He's of his on the career, back end of his career, and he's, he's a number three. Asking, yeah, he's a number three. He's a number three on a on a good team. Of course, he's number one on our team. But I don't even think that. I, I would rather. Again, do you want to pay for someone's yes. next five? Who you want in the next five years? Because that's what you're paying for. You're paying for the next five yeah, exactly. years. Exactly. Do you want Keiko for five years, or do you want Skaggs for five years? Because right. I guarantee you, the price difference between them two isn't going to match the the number difference. Okay, yeah. great. Keiko can have a better year than Skaggs, but is it going to be? Money-wise, is it going to be that five, six million dollar difference? It's, and and there, again, why are you going to put in all your money on Keiko because he's a guy you can get this year? When next year you can probably get, get a Garrett Cole. A Garrett Cole. They're, the list is bigger next year, so why why hold your why like hold yourself there when you can just wait? And there's all these guys who can, they, they can save the money because you're gonna you're gonna be spending five, six years, ninety million on Keiko. Well, you can give that to Garrett Cole, who's way younger next year. You, got, mm-hmm. you guys got to. You just not because it's Dallas Keiko. You're just gonna go out and get him. Like, who was the number? Not, who was I'm the number three team? Keiko. Was the number Brentino? three? Was the number three yeah. pitcher uh, on the team last year? Why are you year? making me mad, um, uh, Jason? So many questions coming in. I can't keep up. Uh, I, I got it here. Um, it's funny. When do you guys think we'll expect to see Joe? Adele? It's funny because I wrote this down right here. Mm-hmm. He said, "What? Uh, this is from Justin Football." Hey, when do you guys think? <clears throat> uh, we expect to see Joe Adele in the Angels uniform at the Big A. And now I wrote down here Adele, 
in Kenny. Why not 2019? This is why not. Because if you can give these guys years to develop, especially Joe Adele, 19 years old, going to turn 20. There's no need to have him on a major league roster right now. Use up his service time. Mm-hmm. Use up his options so young when you can keep him at AAA and let him just develop. Let him develop at AAA. Bring him up next year in spring training with an opportunity to win a spot. Because Cole Calhoun would be, be a free agent at the end of this year. Yep. So he could possibly win a spot next year. No need to rush Joe Adele at all. No need to like give him that pressure right now. When you don't have to. Right. Am I right or wrong? No, same thing with Canning, right? Same thing with Canning. There's no need for it now. Now, injuries can change everything in a second. Um, Adele, I, 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 if he does get brought up in 19, it's going to be towards the end of the year. Um, but I don't see why not. He'll probably start in double-A. You can see him in double-A probably for another, like, two months. And then have him pop up to Salt Lake and see what he does there. Because Salt Lake... Um, you know, it's going to be a step up in competition and, and you, you've seen him, we've seen him in person a number of times and he has that it, he has that confidence. He has that, um, mentality that you like to see where he, he'll, he'll go up to bat. Something doesn't go his way. He strikes out. He, he, you know, um, grounds out. something. he comes back, he's in his notebook making notes about, Hey, this pitcher does this, this pitcher does that. You'd like to see that of a young player. Um, you know, for angel fans, I've seen him in the futures game did very well. Um, but yeah, I, I can see him at the end of 19, but definitely in, in the 2020. And again, that's going to be part of the whole trout um, resigning, uh, you know, pitch. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. look at Joe. He was only up with the Angels for you know, you know, two months, and you've seen what he can do uh, in person. Do you want to be a part of that outfield? Now you right. have Joe. You're going to have Trout. Maybe you have Brandon Marsh. Maybe you have another <laughs> um, young outfielder that. Um, is there maybe Jordan Adams, Jordan Adams, or someone, you know, it's, uh, so um, this young talent, I think is the number one reason why Trout will resign with the angels. Not some pitcher, not Dallas Keiko, Jason, not Dallas Keiko, not Dallas Keiko, not Matt Harvey, not Trevor Cahill. These guys aren't the reason why uh, Trout is going to resign. It's going to be, it's going to be Jemai Jones. It's going to be Joe Adele. It's going to be Griffin Canning. It's going to be, um, you know, all these young athletes coming up that are going to be able to, be, help him win a championship, you know. Um, Tom Duino mentioned um, on my comment on Joe Adele being in AAA. He said AA, not AAA. is too raw. Man, he is well-developed, Tom. Like, we saw him every day in San Bernardino. This he's, guy, he is, he's raw he's as raw. far as talent, athleticism-wise. Yeah. But this guy, he's his head and shoulders better than anybody on the field in San Bernardino. He was doing good in, when he got called up to AA. He did pretty damn good for himself. So if he's so good at double A, there's no reason to move him. Why not move him to triple A? Because then he's going to be, you know, the the best player on this lower level league when he should be playing triple A, not major league. Let him sit there in triple A. Yeah, maybe start him off in double A this year. Yeah, I think that's by the end of the year. I think that's going to be the biggest thing is he's going to be in the double A starting this year. Oh yeah, he'll start maybe a month or two in a triple A. Yeah. Um, Jason also says, tell Daniel that UCF sucks. Don't dodge me, he said. Okay, yeah, UCF, that's great. You want to? We can have another podcast on that too, but UCF, yeah, no starting quarterback that's been lighting the world on fire. We can, I can go into that. Justin Football says Adele is beast. Yeah, he is beast. Um, yeah, I don't. I think I've read all the emails. I'm going through here, and I'm, I'm trying to see, but I think I read them all. Um, other than um, a few other little things that we're going to – I mean, that's. do you have anything else? Um, is there other anything? than other than our announcement of, about our spring training dates, uh, I'm good with what what. what on yeah, I mean, tell the people, people what are people are asking. Well, about yeah, so, but we we want to tell, but we got people asking, and for the 
Instagram crowd, we're going right. to hold off. I'm telling you on Instagram, so we're going to make you have to subscribe and listen to this podcast and know when we are going to be out in spring training and, and, and the weekend and, and our whole deal. So if you're on Instagram Live right now, which I bet you a bunch of you are, um, we're going to cut it right now when we do the, the announcement and you're going to have to go uh, subscribe on uh, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Spotify, um, if there's another new way out there to get it, send us an email or send us a direct yeah. message. We'll find a way to put it out there, but, um, there's no excuse not to be out there and, and subscribe. So. Cause we're, we're going to be out there guys. And you know, all three of us. Yeah. All of us are going to be out there and you know how we do. Um, we'll have some stuff for you guys. We, yeah. I mean, I don't, we haven't really talked about what we're going to do yet. Like quite, but you know how we do, you know, the we curator, have, we have the days and games uh, locked as far as it's, where we're going to be. And, and so be. we do it big, you know, the curator and his button game is strong <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm, I got some stuff in the works right now. So, you know, you guys gotta, you gotta be there with us. Yeah. We had a question from beer baseball on Instagram live. We actually met that guy. He runs a cool baseball fan site where he travels to baseball fields and rates the beer. Uh, he was asking <laughs> about spring training and he knows all about that button game. Cause we dropped a bunch of, button swag on him last year so uh yeah make sure we got a lot of things in store new designs um be, and then we're gonna have our own uh, airbnb thanks to daniel um yeah but yeah we i'm kind of giving too much yeah, info yeah, so there we go that's, I'll that's stop fine right with there. the podcast so we're gonna right now before we get into any more we're gonna yeah. cut the instagram live so instagram live people thanks uh for stopping by um so now, okay, now that the Instagram live is over, if people want us to take the bus out there, but yeah, it's not going to work. I mean, I don't unless, think that's unless, gonna unless, uh, unless one of you listeners are part of a towing company and can do know. and can do it as a sponsorship deal. No, I don't. I don't want to go out there in the bus not knowing <laughs> how much gas we have in the tank. <laughs> that could be. Hey, but the good news is, if we go out there and we take the bus out there to Arizona. Gas in Arizona is a shitload cheaper there. Than well, yeah, but here. but we don't know. Like, it doesn't work, right? It doesn't yeah, tell you. God, every, every <laughs> gas station we see. Yeah, we better fill it up. Yeah, oh, man, that's kind of right. scary. So, yeah, we had, you know, um, let me see. Uh, here, I got a couple emails here. Okay, uh, Edward Viscano. Anything that works this season for you guys is spring training. Um, I think someone else, too, was like, um, like, what are you guys doing for spring training? Yeah, so uh, here we go. Yeah. Spring training, we are going to be there on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, we're coming in uh, Friday, March 15th, March 16th, and March 17th. We will be in Arizona for the Angels spring training. Um, Chris already kind of let the bag, uh, the, the cat out of the bag a little bit. We will have an Airbnb in Mesa, Arizona. Halo Haven House. So it's going to turn into a Halo Haven House where we will be doing a podcast from there. Um, so send us emails. Send us whatever messages let us know when you guys are going to be out there maybe we can work something out i don't know um we're not trying to get like too rowdy because like i said it's an airbnb i need a good rating so i can do this again later um and not be like these guys trash my house don't let them run your house or anything like that so nothing too crazy um have a nice little spread but um yeah it'll be the first year we are going to go to all three all three of us are going to be in the same same time yeah man i can't wait um man i wish we could like uh, like do the whole DJ setup like you guys did last year for Dodger <laughs> Haven, but you know, nah, it's all good. But no, I can't wait to be out there and then kind of just getting to know the fans of Halo Haven, you right. know, people that that follow the podcast, the people that follow the page on Instagram and on right. Facebook. I, we've met a lot of you uh, guys, you know, at the tailgates that we've had last year. I remember on an opening day, 
uh, Chris and I met a bunch of people. Right. They were like, oh, you know, oh, we listened to the show. Or where's Daniel? Daniel, you weren't there opening day. I have to go to work this yeah. year, though. This year's different. Yeah. This year will be different. Yeah. And uh, so it would be cool to see those, those people that say, hey, are you guys going to spring training? Or are you guys at spring training? We'll all be there at the same yeah. time. Uh, last so, year, I remember uh, I was there first. And then Chris, Chris showed up, up later. And you weren't I, able to go. I wasn't able to go. I got to the wedding. So people were kind of like confused. Well, where the heck's Halo Haven? Yeah, are they exactly. here or not? What's going on? So, so. yeah. So Friday the 15th is a split squad <laughs> split squad game. Not sure which one we're going to go to. Either they're going to be at what San Francisco's in what? In, Scottsdale. In Scottsdale or home against Arizona Shoot, and I said Tempe. we go home. Home, um, baby. And then Saturday the 16th is going to be Cleveland at home. At Tempe Diablo, and then Sunday the seventeenth is going to be away in Peoria. Okay, San then maybe Diego. we can do the home game on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so those are the games we're going to be at. Um, like I said, we'll be out there all weekend. We'll have our own little <clears throat> place to hang out. Um, but yeah, if you're going to be down there, send us an email, send us a direct message, and, and let us know what's up, and, and we'll try to figure something out for the fans. And who knows? Maybe this will be our first live audience uh, podcast out there if we get enough people out there. Yeah, man, that'd be awesome. Uh, we were the first podcast ever under the Big A, um, you know. So let's be the first podcast ever at Tempe Diablo Stadium, yeah. live from the parking lot so, or from the fields. Yeah, make sure you subscribe, and we'll be talking about it as it gets closer and closer with more stuff uh, that we're going to do giveaways and all that stuff. So make sure you subscribe and, and listen to next month's uh, podcast. We'll have like sneak peeks of the stuff we're yeah, doing. I we know. Go. Yeah, definitely follow us on. Instagram. I mean, I don't know what the curator has in store, but I'm um, the buttons. I'm sure, right? Yeah, definitely uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We'll probably start posting pictures of stuff we're going to be taking out there. Um, Halo underscore Haven um, on both Instagram and uh, Twitter. And then, like you said earlier, email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Any questions, comments, concerns, you got questions for the next show, let us know. Um, again, if anything like major happens within between now and our February show, we'll probably jump on Instagram Live again. We'll do an Instagram yep, Live definitely. feed or whatever. But other than that, we're going to do a show in February, a show in March, and then possibly a live show from spring training. Yep. And then April when the season starts, back to regular weekly, weekly podcast. So, yep. um, we can't wait for 2019. Um, Angels aren't done yet. I feel like maybe they still got a few things up their sleeve. Um, one rumor was uh, the two the two relievers from San Francisco. We'll get into that next time but, if it happens. Um, it's, it's nothing major right now. If it doesn't happen, no big deal. You know, we're good. Other than that, man, um, we're going to wrap up the show. We'll catch you guys next month. Again, like Daniel said, follow us on all social media platforms. I'm Johnny Maggs. I'm Daniel Garcia. And you listen to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match.
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.